everyone, today's Monday morning commute. Uh, it's probably one of, I think it might be my favorite Monday morning commute of all time. It's got everything, uh, peanut M&Ms, uh, the PBR of Maine, a documentary, and then a hipster on a ferry. So uh, I, I hope you all enjoy it. It originally aired on February 25th of 2019. So I don't even know why. I'm saying it like it was from 1983. No, this is from five months ago. Enjoy. Everyone, ideally, we got the coffee and the to-go mug. Tea, water, lemon, cayenne pepper. I don't know what you're doing. And, and quite frankly, I'm not sure where you are. Hypothetically, if it's Monday morning, maybe we're on our commute. Maybe. On the couch, reclining chair. It doesn't matter because everyone right now, I mean, you're hearing my voice. I'm recording this on a Sunday. It's dropped on a Monday. That means that this is the Monday morning commute podcast. Everyone, my name is John. Here's my thing. Last week, I was watching this documentary. You know what? I'm going to run that back real quick. Excuse me. Last week, I was at an old school movie theater, had some peanut M&Ms, my left hand, my right, a Pilsner, but not just any Pilsner. It was dubbed, and I'm quoting, the PBR of Maine signed me up. I mean, it was lighthearted and refreshing. That's all I asked for in a beer. Uh, to my left, my friend Sam, and we were watching a documentary. It, it was a documentary, it, it, it talked about climate change, uh, environmental impacts, even dabbled with financial and economic implications, talked about legislative and political issues too. All of the words that I just said, I've heard them before. And I think if you gave me a word bank with those words and the definitions of them and you had me match them together, I could probably get all six correct. Maybe get four out of six because I accidentally flip a couple. But aside from that, I think I'd fare quite nicely. Now, if I was in a conversation having to utilize all of these terms, maybe like an essay in school where you have to use certain vocabulary words... I would hope whoever I'm talking with carries a majority of that conversation. I'll do my best to ad-lib it, give a, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. And kind of some deep breathing, just adding some sort of volume to the conversation. Aside from that, that's my, uh, my level of comfort, at least dealing with those terms in conversation. I, you know, we got the internet. I can look it all up, and I'm a Google away from some sort of news story. So going in, basically going into this documentary, I didn't know that much about it. I knew it was an environmental documentary. Aside from that, I mean, it was a blank canvas. I learned a lot. It was about a 90-minute film, and I I was engaged the entire way through, paying very good attention, with the exception of a four-minute detour, a little trip down memory lane. And this trip, it was fully funded by a 30-second clip. I mean, the entire scene was about seven minutes, but there was this 30-second block that completely spurred a memory back to when I was 14, but that clip, a group of 28 to 40-year-old, good-looking Scandinavians, I'm talking vests on, they were shelled, it was in the fall, bundled up. The people themselves, they looked like they lived in very spacious lofts with high ceilings, art-heavy, college-educated, well-informed with just everyday affairs, but at the same time, enjoy simple conversation over a cup of coffee. And these people, they weren't in cars, they weren't at home, they were outside, and they were biking, and they were walking. And the premise of this scene was that the town they're in encourages biking and walking as like a a social gathering, but also obviously a way to kind of navigate throughout the city. And obviously eco-friendly, less emissions. 
but it was this one clip. And I don't know if it's the fact that they're just basically promoting biking and walking and running. But all of a sudden, I had this weird itch. And, and at first, I wasn't sure. I, I didn't know if I wanted to be young, good-looking, and Scandinavian with some sort of shelled vest, or if I just wanted to start biking as a part of my daily routine. That's saying something. I, I really, there was only one other time, and it's when I was 14, that I ever wanted to bike. Biking and me, we don't really get along. I, I've never had that desire in my life. I'm driving everywhere. I'm taking public transportation. And, you know, maybe it's a, a lack of understanding for just road laws and road rules and etiquette on the road. That, that very well could be it. But also, if I'm biking, I don't know if I trust myself just with literally handling the bike. I don't want to fall. I'm going to wear a helmet. I, I feel like I have to wear a helmet. That's been pushed heavy. My parents, if I'm ever doing anything on a skateboard, rollerblades, bike, you got to wear a helmet. And when I'm younger, of course, you kind of annoy that you have to do that. It's not that cool to wear a helmet. But I think now I'm 23. I understand I should be definitely wearing a helmet. In general, my skull and my hair, it, it, we just don't do well when contained for long periods of time. So if wearing a hat or a beanie or a helmet, there's people who look good with hat hair. I'm not one of those people. The, the way I can put it, if you took a rat and you got it wet, but before you got the, the rat wet, you let it grow its hair out for like a very long period of time. You take this wet rat and you put it in a pasta strainer. You're kind of holding it above ground and you take a blow dryer. You crank it up to the hottest setting, not to, like, not to harm the rat, but just warm air. And you dried the rat off. But you were pushing the air consistently downwards on the rat, so the, the hair's kind of going through the pasta strainer. And ev- eventually you, you take that rat out. You can kind of feel the stringy rat hair. It's kind of thin. And it's just kind of straight down, pressed down to the rat's body. That's what my hair looks like after I wear a hat. It's not a good look. If I'm biking, let's say I'm biking to work, I'd be wearing a helmet. And when I take off my helmet, remove it from my head, I'm going to look like that rat did. If I want to negate that, I'll hop in a shower. Technically, I could hop in a shower at work. I just don't know if I want to go through all of that effort just to kind of look normal again. Got to draft the hair completely, put in some product. It's going to be Old Spice. You know that. That's the angle I'm sitting on. Biking's great. But when I factor all that in, I'd rather pay 16 bucks for parking. I'd rather pay 5 bucks for a ticket on the bus. But this one scene, all of a sudden, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe I just keep a buzz cut for the rest of my life. Maybe I start biking. Maybe I go meet that friend for coffee that's two miles away and I bike there. Get a little sweaty. Depends what time of the year. Maybe I take that consequence on. Maybe I drop 500 bucks on a bike spontaneously. Craigslist. Maybe it's a sketchy bike. Maybe a little rusty. I just choose to ignore it. These are all things I'm factoring in. But prior to this film, the only time that I truly had a desire to make biking or cycling a part of my daily life, a part of my normal routine, we turned back the clocks nine years, 14 years old, on a ferry with my aunt, was staying with her for a little bit of time. And we were actually getting a taste of kind of her Tuesday, Thursday commute. She would hop on a ferry to cross uh, Marin or, or San Rafael into downtown San Francisco. You're looking about a 25-minute trip on this ferry. And keep in mind, I'm, I'm in the San Francisco Bay, iconic. Waters, yes, murky and uninviting. But to my right, I see the Golden Gate Bridge. Fog, obviously dancing in there too. My left, Alcatraz. Plenty of stories there. Al Capone of notable names. But my aunt and I, we were on this ferry, might have been 1.30 p.m. on a Tuesday, so not that crowded. 
And where outside, I kind of want to take in the entire, excuse me, I wanted to take in the entire journey, get a real sense for the Bay Area, taking deep breaths, that Bay Air, nice little marine layer immersed in it. I was wearing a very light sweatshirt, though. It's 55 degrees. I was wearing a light Boston, Massachusetts airport sweatshirt. A little chilly, but I was in the moment. We're outside on the deck. My aunt and I, a couple other people, but one person in particular, one notable figure, this specific individual, well, in comparison to the shelled vest-wearing Scandinavians from the documentary, not that similar in appearance, but identical in influence. Standing roughly, I'm saying 5'7". Weight-wise, if I had to guess, I'm not good at this, I'm going to say 185. Curly brown hair uh, suppressed by some sort of biking skull cap. I think you, you might know what I'm talking about. It's kind of, it's tightly pressed around the head, bit of a brim. I didn't see a helmet. Chubbier cheeks, nice little beard. His glasses, I'm guessing out of some sort of bin from a Goodwill. And now his real apparel, I mean, we're looking at a lime green kind of windbreaker rain jacket type, but it's thin. Only shelling this red, blue, yellow striped white flannel. I mean, beneath that, it's a white v-neck. I'm assuming Hanes. His pants, they're whitewashed jeans. Right leg, you know what I'm talking about, rolled up a bit. Don't want to get it locked in the chains. Dress socks and Saucony running shoes. This was the first hipster I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, Posturing up on one leg, his left, that right leg kind of coming around the back on an iPhone, second generation, headphones up and around his ears, not necessarily in, but kind of resting around the curvature of his ears. Not necessarily alone. I mean, in terms of human contact, yes, but I mean, by his side is trusty steed, his Pegasus his Trek bike. Mountain bike in the city. Interesting combo. I'm not going to question it. He knew what he was doing. I didn't. Unfamiliar territory. Unfamiliar land. I mean, I'm sure under those whitewashed jeans, very muscular quads pumping up and down San Francisco. It's a hilly city, by the way. I mean, I'm looking at him, myself, all eighth grade of me. Is this a reality I could see? I I, I need no ferry about a three quarters of a mile walk. But at the same time, I'm cutting my morning commute in half by upwards of 80%. It just takes a $350 investment at a local Walmart, a Bell helmet, cuff up the pant leg. Not that I need them in San Diego. It's going to be khaki shorts every day, but I'm into it. I never capitalized. I never took that desire, that want for the bike. I didn't bring it home with me to San Diego. Once I boarded my plane, Southwest Airlines, no want for a bike, no need. But right now, I'm not hopping on a Southwest flight down south. I'm in Portland still, a very bike-friendly city. Craigslist, I mean, it's a click away. Maybe I search. How much money, question for everyone, how much money should I invest in a bike if I may be fired up on it for a couple of weeks but never use it again, but there's a chance I might actually get into it? A bike and a helmet. And, I, I will, I will, and how long do I have to bike before I can wear one of the skull caps with the bill? Like they do in Italy, in France. How long? I'm not saying this is a reality, but I'm open to it. Maybe I bike. It sounds healthy too. I don't like doing cardio. But if I could do a cardio over a bridge and I'm not running, less pressure on the knees, 
read up on rules of the road. Who knows? Everyone, I am looking at the clock right now. And it is about that time. So I, I would hope no one was listening to this as they were biking. Ideally, ideally. But if we're driving, if we're walking, if we're running, if we're pulling up to where we need to be, or if we're just hanging out at home, wherever, maybe a public library, I don't know. Everyone, this was the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. This all was my thing. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.